Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I ask, do I make you randy, baby? I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. God, those movies did not age well. <laughs> Austin Powers is a classic, universally. Have you seen them, Rem? Uh, I watched them too many times when I was young. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah, they were... <laughs> that they, is that is a lot, my guy. They were unfortunately pivotal in my in my adolescent development. Oh, God, Rem. That, that's some information I didn't know about you, and now I'm... It's weirdly ex- explanatory for what you have become in this day. <laughs> uh, my Christ. Okay, well... Uh, we're not here to talk about Austin Powers today, Rem. Oh, shame, because that is, in fact, my favorite anime. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's not my bag, baby. Uh, <laughs> instead, Rem, we're actually here to talk about something that uh, you and I both really enjoy. Um, alright, so it can't be anime, then. Well, I mean, it's gonna be an anime related to something we both enjoy, Rem. I mean, we still got a podcast with anime in the title. Like, we gotta do what we gotta do. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, what do we both enjoy, Sean? Well, Rem, uh, we both enjoy this thing so much that we actually once competed in a competition for it. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about, and it might be a weird blend. Okay. That's right, Remington. Today, we're going to be talking about our good old pal, Bill Shakespeare. Yeah, th- okay. That's where I thought this was going, which is not... It's an odd one. It's an odd one. Yeah, it th- th- would you have ever expected uh, the folks over in Japan to make an anime that was uh, heavily based around uh, some of uh, William's works? I guess it makes sense. I just don't know what to expect. Uh, completely understandable, Rem. But uh, for those who don't know, me and Rem went to high school together. And uh, we both uh, were in the theater department. Uh, to the point where we, yes, went down to our state's uh, local Shakespeare festival and briefly competed in it uh, because we're fucking nerds. And oh, yeah. We Shakespeare love the bar. great. Yeah, no. Shakespeare is wonderful and great and lovely stories uh, and so rife for room for adaptations. And it, it's just the Bard's work is great. It's truly solid, timeless stuff. However, there are some plays that are decidedly better than others, Rem. So I'm curious... So are they, are, is what we're about to see an adaptation of a specific Shakespearean work? In a sense, yes. In a sense, he says. Yes. So, hey, Rem, out of curiosity, of Shakespeare's tragedies, which one do you think is easily the most overrated? Oh, fuck. Um, I guess, all right, so it's got to be one of the absolute icons, right? Right. And if I have to choose, like, most overrated, it's not because I don't think that it's good, but it's got to be Romeo and Juliet, surely. Like, 
Ren, th- there's that- no other Shakespeare play that has had more adaptations done globally than Romeo and Juliet. It, it's like almost by definition the most overrated, just simply because it's not the best. It would need to be the best of all of Shakespeare's works by far to get the acclaim and recognition that it currently does in comparison to his other works. Which is interesting because it is easily his most recognizable work uh, in the broad, like the general sphere, of course. Like, for- if there's one thing that Shakespeare and anime have in common, it's that, man, they love to have teenagers be fucking. And so... <laughs> You know? Oh, God. No, that's not where I was going with this. No. I mean, but am I wrong, though? Am uh, I wrong? I, I go to the jury. <laughs> <laughs> Anime, Shakespeare, look at that Venn diagram right in the middle there. Those yeah. teenagers be fucking. <laughs> and it's making me a little uncomfortable. I mean, in Romeo and Juliet specifically, I suppose, but like... Most of his characters are adults. Thank God. Yeah. No, I mean, l- let's be real. Midsummer's Night's Dream would be a vastly different show if the ages were uh, changed quite a bit. No, that one's for the furries. <laughs> that one, that's that audience. That, that's a different Venn diagram. Oh, well, I guess I've made an ass of myself in that one. Huh. Huh. Uh, see, it's funny because the guy gets turned into a donkey. Uh, and anyway. <laughs> 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 Fucking Oh, but Rem, uh, Romeo and Juliet is easily the most uh, overrated. Like, it's not that it's bad. It's just it's got a lot of problems, and it's the one that people automatically go to and are, like, chomping at the bit still to this day to make adaptations of. Uh, So much so that what can be considered an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, the definition of it has, like, changed a lot. Like, I've seen adaptations, uh, not just in anime, but in... uh, a variety of media that it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's technically Romeo and Juliet, but at the same okay. time. So what we're going to get is not actually a proper adaptation. What we're going to get is the good old, uh, we're not supposed to be in love, two separate sides of some bullshit, uh, but we're we're going to try anyway. That We're going to get that stereotype that... Uh, uh, that's very reminiscent of Romeo and Juliet. Yes, the good old-fashioned forbidden love trope, which is probably the biggest thing that uh, boosted its popularity. I mean, it is called The Greatest Love Story, which is exactly why I say it's the most overrated Shakespeare work, because, my God, it is not the best love story, and it's not even Shakespeare's best love story. No, yeah, once again, I'm I'm not bashing on Romeo and Juliet. I think a lot of people will pivot into the other direction and be like, it's trash. No, it's it's still really solid, but it's so far from... He has so much better stuff. Yeah, you gotta look at all of his other works to really understand what makes uh, Romeo and Juliet good versus what makes it, you know, bad. Because there are a lot of aspects of it that are just, uh, you know, not as romantic as you would think. Uh, but uh, weirdly, Rem, Romeo and Juliet has been adapted in anime loads of times like anime and manga as well as several other shakespeare works like uh there are loads of there's even a whole uh, anime and manga based on the tempest of all things but but john i think we've done enough of shaking willie's spear i think now we have to focus on what the fuck anime we're covering this week ah that's a fair enough point rem so the anime we're going to be talking about today is simply titled uh kishuku gakuo no juliet <laughs> all right nailed it got it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know that? Uh, what that translates to by chance, friend? Oh, of course. Oh yeah. Why don't you tell me? Oh, I I just thought it was self-evident. I I didn't think that was uh. Well, if it's so self-evident, you should be able to just come out with an answer immediately. Oh, of course, of course. Well, if you want it, uh, then it it is. Uh, the rough translation is something like, uh, check yes, Juliet, are you with me? Uh, which... (laughs) 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 Going back to to my goddamn middle school days for that one. Oh, fuck, that's a, that's a deep cut, my dude. (laughs) That is a deep cut. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, God, wow. That's not something I've thought about in decades. Cool. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, no, same, same. Man, if you got that reference, uh, well, you know how old you are. Congrats. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, Rem, I, believe it or not, you probably actually could have guessed the majority of this title, uh, considering one of the words is literally just Juliet. Yep. Uh, uh, the other one is one that we've uh, said many times on the show, and you've heard loads of times, is uh, Gakuo, which is school. And uh, Kishuku is roughly translated as uh, boarding. So uh, the full translation of this is Boarding School Juliet. Okay, cool. And uh, the basic synopsis of it is, as you might expect, uh, it takes place in a boarding school. And uh, the, uh, which is, now you're going to have to stay with me for this one, Rem. You're going to have to stay with me. Okay. All right. So there are two big countries, right? Two big countries, one in the east, one in the west. And these countries are fresh off of a massive conflict war, okay? Okay. And in order to help foster some of the peace treaty that they have, which at this point is mostly just paper, and they are waiting for something to boil over and cause the next big war. There's lots of hostile tensions between these two nations. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll have just a, a bunch of political intrigue and getting into... The, the nuances of a post-war uh, nation and how that engages with another nation, how those can reconcile the tensions and cultures uh, that, that can clash as they try to uh, come together. I mean, on a certain scale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of uh, their uh, efforts to maintain uh, peace treaties and, and encourage growth while still, you know, keeping a bit of a distance, uh, they establish a very prestigious uh, school called Dahlia Academy on an island that happens to be perfectly in between the two countries um, and sending uh, prestigious students from uh, both nations to interact and mingle and get a higher education. Uh, However, as you might imagine, turns out if you take two uh, groups of people who, uh, like, are raised to hate each other, and put them in a closed-off society right next to each other, those tensions are still going to exist. And, of course, uh, in the school, there are two completely separate factions of the East and the West, and uh, divided into their two separate dorms with their two separate cultures. And there's a lot of fighting and arguing and uh, just straight-up disagreements, let's just call it, between the two factions. Uh, And in these two factions, there are two leaders of their respective first-year groups. You've got... <laughs> uh, you've got Juliet Persia. Okay. And Romeo Inuzuka. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
Uh, and they are the two do, leaders of their group. And uh, do they? Does the show, uh, or more that it may not have the best part of Romeo and Juliet, namely being the child murder? <laughs> well, Rem, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Uh, uh, simply put, the show simply starts with uh, in the midst of a conflict, we're introduced to these two characters, and. By the end of it, we find out that Romeo has been in love with Juliet for many years, uh, but has neglected the courage to confess his feelings for her until uh, the aftermaths of this first episode. And after uh, his confession, Juliet uh, accepts, feeling, you know, the, the what do you, what do you want to call it? The passion, the honesty. <laughs> sure, sure. S- something wholesome. Look, we're going to keep it as wholesome as possible here, y'all. Yeah, at least uh, until we get to the anime itself. Yes, and uh, they uh, both agree to uh, attempt to date each other, but of course they have to do it in secret lest they be straight up, uh, well, for lack of a better term, uh, ousted by uh, their respective countries. All right, new year, new me. I do not think this is a a dull, cliche-ridden show that sounds quite bland and uninteresting on the face of it. I don't have that opinion right now. Hey, Rem, it's Shakespeare, though. That, hey, see, surely. that's why I'm saying I don't have that opinion. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe if, if we go through this one and it turns out that this wasn't just didn't hit the mark, maybe I'll uh, we'll dip into another Shakespeare-based uh, one that isn't Romeo and Juliet, because, my God, there are a lot of Romeo and Juliet ones. It's true. Uh, there's also a lot of sketches and like comedy romance manga that are like, oh, hey, we're doing a production of Romeo and Juliet now. It's like, oh, cool. I've never seen this one before a thousand times. Uh, but hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will be an adaptation of the Bard's work that'll truly make uh, make you impressed with the creativity. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so confident about that, Sean. <laughs> so without further ado, let's jump straight into it. Let's go watch some Kishuku Gakuo no Juliet. Look here, it makes the men appreciate you more if they think they'll die at any moment. Makes them appreciate what they have. Your relationship will fail. Right after the the sexual assault scene, we learn it's a feminist anime. Oh, of course. And we are back after watching four whole episodes of 2018's Kishuku Gakuo no Juliet. And Remington, is this not just the perfect adaptation of the Bard's works? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sean, <laughs> let me tell you. Truly, truly inspired by Shakespeare himself, because uh, they have the names. Yeah, that's all you need, right? You just need the names. It's all you and, need, and boy, oh boy, is that about all they have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Rem, surely you can't see uh, this uh, that this story is going in the traditional uh, route of Romeo and Juliet, and it's going to end in a dramatic tragedy, right? Like, surely that's, that's where this show is going, based on the first four episodes you've seen. I want to die, Sean. Oh, really? <laughs> so the show believe... did get you in the right mood. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that the show... The show is a tragedy, but the de- it's not that the show will end in one of the characters dying. No, the show will end with me dying. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the <laughs> twist. It, it brings you in. Truly a modern take on the Bard's work, bringing the audience into it uh, and killing them off. Uh, oh, fucking hell. I wasn't sure what to expect, and then it very quickly showed me what to expect, and I hated it. Mm, interesting. 
Uh, that being said, I will say, I would end up rating this slightly higher than my feelings about it, because it has a couple of decent moments that boost its score higher than people might expect. Don't get too optimistic. It's still <laughs> below five. It's still below a five out of ten. Just higher than otherwise would be anticipated. Oh, but Rem, I was trying to do this as a favor for you, because I know how much you love the Bard's work, so surely, oh, like, something Just like based... last week, truly, truly, just helping a brother out. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just, I'm looking out for you as a friend, as a brother, as it so were. So, we, we open up with a full clan fight at school. It's gang warfare, straight up. They're beating the shit out of each other. Uh, it's the white cats versus the black doggies. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they decided to make the <laughs> the subtitle for that doggies rather than like <laughs> like the source material where I'm pretty sure it's just black dogs. Yeah, like black dogs, you go black hounds, right? But like, black but, doggies. Yeah, I, I that could just be the subtitle team, but I genuinely don't hey, know. But it, everywhere... it does bring me to one of the single best elements of the entire show, and that is the black doggy himself, the dorm dog. I don't think he has a name. But I love him. Uh, he does, but I don't have it in my notes because I am an awful, awful host. Uh, give they me a don't. Second. He's unfortunately not very relevant. No, no. They no. will randomly just cut him. I don't think. I think he's been interacted with once in these four episodes. Uh, most of the time, it's just the camera will cut to him briefly, being like, "Ah, hey, here's a cute dog." Ah, and I'm like, "It is a cute dog." It, it is. <laughs> Like, I'll be frustrated at how bad the show is, and I'll see the dog, and I'm like, it is a cute dog, though. (laughs) Like, they paced the dog out very well. Uh, It it kept me from from unaliving myself with the quickness, you know? It it just... (laughs) Any moment Uh, I got close, just here's a picture of a dog. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, considering that half of the characters are associated with dogs, uh, Ghost Show cannot find the dog's name, or if it does have a name. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, we get to the main two, uh, Romeo and Juliet, who are going to fight. They don't call each other Romeo and Juliet. I'm just going to call them Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> well, they're not on first name basis yet, Rem. And you... I know four names. Um, Romeo, Juliet, Scott comes up here and steps in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Scott. Um... <laughs> I also, Char shows up later, and then there's one girl who I really should know her name, but I didn't deem her important, so I kept calling her Dog Girl, and then I just never wrote down her name. Uh, that'd probably be Husky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah, and Rem, I thought I thought that w- it would have been obvious to you. Every single character is named after either a species of dog or cat. Jesus Christ. Like, Scott is the Scottish Fold. Uh, I hate the yeah. show. Inazuka, like that just translates to dog, essentially. Of course it Pers- does. Why wouldn't it? Persia, Persian cats, you know. Husky, it's husky. You I, know. Hate, I hate Chartreux, it's it's a cat. Like, they're all cats and dogs, my dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, I thought I that would even, make it easier for you to remember. No, my dumbass didn't even reach that point. It was too filled with self loathing. So, <laughs> feel free, weeps, to use that as evidence that I'm too dumb for this show. Uh, which at least one of you will give a sincere critique of. At least there will be at least one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, see, see, he doesn't even get it. <laughs> he doesn't even. How could he not know? 
that fucking Scott is named after a cat. Like, what? Obviously, he's a cat. <laughs> he's in the white cat house, so surely he has to be named oh, after a cat. Fucking hell. All right, so um, it implies that prefects are very important and then does nothing with that ever again thus far. Uh, it does uh, more with it literally in like episode six till the end of the, the season, so yeah. I would hope, because they imply that it's going to be super important. A prefect shows up, stops all of the fight, which I don't understand, because, like, they, uh, they're they like, hey, our leaders are Romeo and Juliet, but also the, the prefects years. are above them. Well, it they're just the leaders of the first years. Those were only the first years quarreling, Rem. It was That's only, different. it was all first years? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Because the idea is that they're uh, they're arguing classmates at the same year and the same level, so they're able to bicker with each other. And the prefix are uh, like the third years uh, that. Uh, then why does it feel like ninety percent of the school is first years? Uh, because just because uh, that for opening uh, scuffle is the first years only. Uh, everybody in the school still has the same like conflicting um, opinion and combativeness towards each other. It's just sure. that that opening skirmish is only the first years. I, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so well, you wanted the answer, and that's the answer. So, like, there is a reason. Um, a bunch of meaningless bullshit happens. Romeo loves Juliet. Uh, meanwhile, Juliet she wants to change the world, but she can't because of Romeo. I don't really understand what the fuck she's talking about. It doesn't matter. Uh, Juliet talks some shit to some kids. Uh, uh, before Romeo runs away. Um, then we cut to a motherfucker with a box cutter? Yeah, yeah. Bit of a tonal shift, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because it's like, oh, wha wacky comedy love, ha ha ha. Anyway, this motherfucker with a box cutter, he's gonna fucking slice Juliet. Jesus Christ, excuse me? Yeah. What the fuck? And would you believe me if I told you that after that openings, uh, thing... Uh, it never gets that fucked up or dark ever again in the series. <laughs> why? I mean, I like, I understand because why would it ever, but why did it now? Because here's the thing, and this is sort of the principle of comedy, right? Uh, big ol' fuck you sword, right? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But like a little box cutter, oh, that's, that, no, that's serious. That, that's the nature of comedy, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the equivalent of of me, like, if I'm insulting you, right, to go all out and get wacky with it, right? Uh, if I'm like, all right, listen to you, I'm going to go, not to your son, not to your son, son, not to your son, 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 but to your son, 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 all right? I'm going to go to him, right? And I, I... I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna traumatize him. All right. I'm gonna traumatize him. I'm gonna fuck his life up, and I'm gonna do it as a disguised version of you. I'm gonna behave as you. Go to him, and I'm gonna ruin his life. He's gonna blame you. Your entire family tree is gonna fucked up. Your lineage is gonna be over. Right. No more family tree. It's like what the fuck is going on? But the absurdity of the situation and the intensity of the situation—that—that's th what comedy means, right? Like uh, Looney Tunes, right? Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. Insane violence, but because it's so intense, it's so overdramatic, you're like, oh yeah, I get it. That's it's it's beyond reality. But if if Wiley Coyote in one of his moments of frustration with the Roadrunner, right? Uh he, another plan doesn't work. If he pulls out a box cutter and says, <laughs> you know what, I'm done with this shit. 
Um, that's a very different show. That very is different. a radically different show. Granted, what I I might be more interested in, uh, but <laughs> it doesn't belong case, in the same so place. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, uh, box cutter boy and a couple friends they try to jump Juliet. She handles the friends, but then she gets pepper sprayed. Uh, and then uh, the, grappled by the cronies. And then a uh, uh, box cutter guy shows up with a box cutter. It looks like he's going to slice her, but then still super fucked up, just slices the front of uh, her her uniform so that like her, her bra comes spilling out, right? Uh, and then you have Romeo who shows up for the save, and it's just sort of like a weird, awkward moment. But what the fuck? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, Rem. I binged the whole manga of this on a whim. Because it takes le- not much time for me to read the manga, just because I wanted to see how the whole thing went down. And literally, in the rest of the series, there's nothing to that scale uh, as this first little incident. It's literally a one-off, and then nothing that even tonally comes close. That's when you you revise story. it, folks. You say, "Oh, hey, this scene. You know, I I had different plans for the direction of the series. I should really just remove this. It doesn't fit anymore." Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. And then, uh, Romeo and Juliet are talking, right? And Romeo, hilariously, Juliet doesn't, like, explain this in detail to him. Uh, she makes, like, a... Oh, wait, no, it's not at this moment yet. They they, they later, they meet at a fountain, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, were you saving me or attacking me in that moment? Uh, I can't have you hold back. I view you as a rival, etc. Uh, I want all of your strength. Bring it. And so they have, have a, a battle, and he's like... Hey, I love you. Before before he confesses, though, he realizes something about her, right? And she's like, you can't hold back. That's bullshit. He's like, oh, she wants the strength to, to change the world. She wants the strength to be seen equal as her male peers rise against the patriarchal oppression that she has combated against and prove that she's just as capable as any man. Oh, so this is a feminist anime? Is that... Is that what I'm gathering here? Right after, right after the the sexual assault scene, we learn it's a feminist anime. Oh, of course. How couldn't I have seen it sooner? How how could I've missed the signs? <laughs> um, this is another theme that isn't really touched on later. Uh, she will vary between being like quite capable to being absolute damsel in distress to whatever. Whatever the story feels is important for the moment. Um, oh, God, the absurdity of what's going on. Uh, they have a big old fight where he confesses his love and she calls him an idiot, but then is like, yeah, let's go out, but it has to be secret. Which, let me tell you all right now, your relationship will fail. If your relationship is like, oh, but we got to keep it a secret. I feel like in almost every sort of like tween comedy right with little drama elements there's always that one episode where one of the main characters or or like the best friend character gets with someone usually the popular girl right and but the popular girl's like oh but you can't let anybody know and then it doesn't fucking work out and the longer it's a secret the less likely it is to work out because it is fundamentally detrimental to a healthy relationship to not allow any communication or openness or moments of intimacy and you just say, oh yes, in public it must be hidden, it must be a secret because it, our, our public image is so important to us. But then 
as we get into talking about their public image, we'll get into when we get to episode three. That also doesn't fucking matter, apparently. It's so dumb. Uh, episode two. So they're they're together now, right? Episode one, they're together. Oh, also, uh, when they showed the fountain, I should have mentioned, uh, it, just to confirm for everybody, they show us some of the weirdest water I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> it is as if you started taking a picture of, like, jelly, like the surface of used jelly, right? Uh, so very viscous, a little bit bumpy. Um, and then you just sort of warp it to add waves. Like, you don't you don't animate it. You just sort of warp it in Photoshop and are like, that's good enough. Uh, it's one of the oddest waters we've ever seen yet. Uh, and they have it later, even worse. Uh, episode two, uh, Romeo wants a moment alone, but Juliet sort of doesn't give a shit, which, you know, kind of fucked up. Sort of the reason why this relationship doesn't work. Also, they're going out, they've just loved each other from afar, but they haven't built up any proper closeness. They don't know shit about each other beforehand. So this, combined with not allowing themselves to get close to one another, that's a terrible combo! <laughs> Uh, I mean, to be fair, Remington, uh, considering there's already been one incidence of a dude coming at them with a uh, straight razor because of their different houses. Get a fucking prefect, dude! Hey, th this person pepper sprayed me and tried to sexually assault me on campus. Here are his friends who helped. Am, am I... What What about that? Even within the, the bounds of this world, right, there's no reason not to do that. Yeah, probably not. But then you wouldn't have a story, Rem. Clearly. Oh, oh my bad, my bad. Uh, here I am thinking, like, oh, if you wanted characters to, to act authentically or realistically or in any way that makes sense, uh, but then you wouldn't be able to tell the the truly amazing story they tell here. Oh, man, we would lose so much if if we had that. Uh, so uh, they're, they're found by uh, uh, Dog Girl Husky. Husky, that's her. Um, Husky, and then but yeah. You get the second, second good moment in the entire. You have the dog. That's one good moment. The second good moment is when they're caught by this girl, uh, Romeo, to cover for himself. Right, just grabs Juliet into an iron claw, which is just a maneuver where you take your entire hand, put it yep. on their <laughs> entire skull, uh, pick them up. Uh, you can add a slam to that if you would like. He doesn't. But, you know, that's an option. You can turn it into a just a submission move. Um, that was funny. That was humorous. I like that moment. Those are the two good moments. Mm, I can't help but notice that's episode two you're saying that in. Yeah. Uh, did so, I show you two more episodes after this? Unfortunately. So let's cut to uh, the women's locker room. So, you know, just so all the weebs can get their underage uh underage underwear pics of all of these girls is it necessary god no it's not uh some might say it's horribly unnecessary and inappropriate but other weebs they're feeling horny so you know guess which side wins when it comes to anime uh we get some backstory on juliet's negligent father um sure why not give her daddy issues that'll fix the character um Romeo stops by, sort of peeping Tom, and he's like, oh, no, I definitely didn't mean to, but he's been chilling there for who knows how long. Um, and he heard from some kids that he was wearing a trench coat, and he approached some kids, and they told him to buy a rosary for her, because everybody in the West, everybody in the West gives rosaries to their partners. It's just what Westerners do. Uh, like, Sean, you, you give rosaries to, to everybody you love, correct? 
I mean, well, I would if I had anybody to love, Remington. Hey, I'm right here, baby. I'll accept all your rosaries. Uh, I I will say that uh, both of these countries are supposed to be like heavy, like bastardizations of like Western culture and Eastern culture combined. So you know, it is a bit weird overall, though. Because they really, really emphasize throughout the show, they're like Westerners fucking love rosaries. They're all about the rosaries. Like if you watch this show, your impression of the West. Would the number one thing you would know about them is their adoration of rosaries, um, and how vital that is to society. Uh, and would you believe me if shortly after this, uh, they're never mentioned again? <laughs> that is hilarious because genuinely, for span for this entire episode, especially, uh, but a little bit later, it is very important. Yeah. Uh, which There's it, a trend with this show. <laughs> I, I don't. The, the show it like. It hyperfixates on random stuff and then forgets about it and moves the fuck on. And I and I'm left wondering, but wait, <laughs> aren't we gonna finish the conversation about X, Y, and Z? Um, anyway, a bunch of miscellaneous nonsense happens. Uh before later on, uh he's like, I have a way that we can go on a date together. You just need to disguise yourself as a boy who I will call my cousin Julio. Um and so he does that, and then a bunch of guys are like, yo, Julio is fucking fine as hell. Uh, which, hey, those guys have just discovered a little bit about their sexuality. Because um, even, even though it was a woman, they didn't know it was a woman. They thought it was a man, and they still felt very attracted. So, you know, I'm just happy for those moments of discovery to, to be unveiled. Yeah, uh, it's very important. It's very important. It, it, you know, that, that anime representation uh, that we see so often. <laughs> mm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, they go on a date, but everybody wants to hang with Julio and Romeo and Juliet are, uh, like, Romeo's kind of like, hey guys, can we, can you not be obsessed with my young cousin? Uh, and they're like, no. And then Juliet just doesn't do or say shit. I don't know. It's a weird situation. Um, the date's pretty shit and they note that it's pretty shit, but Juliet's like, ah, but you know. At least we learned about each other, but we didn't really see them learn about each other. There was one scene where some people were like, ah, yeah, Romeo, he's always gloomy. And she's like, oh, interesting. And that's like the one piece of info that is learned on the entire date. And I'll be honest, if you go on a date with someone, right, don't get me wrong. Like, it's very important to, to learn about each other, right? The, that's sort of like the thesis of this episode. Uh, even if the events don't work out, if you learn about each other, if you get closer, that's what matters. But if the only thing you've taken away on a date is that they tend to be gloomy, it's a pretty shit date. <laughs> you you should have learned more about each other. You should have had a better time. You That did not go well. <laughs> like, oh, girl, tell me all about him. Well, he's usually gloomy, but not when he's around me. All right? Yeah? No, that's that's the end of the whole story. It's like, honey. All right, what does he? What did he learn about you? I am still attractive in, in when I wear drag. I guess like with the <laughs> he learns nothing. Uh, anyway, episode three. Uh, Romeo wants to celebrate their one month anniversary coming up soon, right? In just a few days. Meanwhile, uh, Princess Shaw arrives. Uh, who is a childhood friend of of Juliet's, and she's a abusive to everybody, but everybody treats her like royalty. Because she is royalty. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, like she is literally the princess of the West. <laughs> uh, which you know, I'm just not. I'm just not gonna say shit. I'm just not. There's a lot I no? could say. There's a lot I could say. Just not gonna work. Could... There's other things to talk about. There's, <laughs> I got to prioritize what I discuss. All right. But hey, uh, she wears a little tiara that looks like cat ears. Haha, uh, cat ears. Um. Anyway, so here, this episode's just all about uh those weebs who have a uh, submission and embarrassment fetish. Um. Who are like, oh, oh, mommy, I will be your slave. Oh yeah. Um. Th- this is their episode. Uh, because Char caught a photo of uh, Juliet pretending to be Julio, and she's like, hey, uh, hey, Romeo, I will tell everybody and I'll show them the photo. And he's like, oh, no, that will ruin our reputation. So instead, I will ruin my reputation and my relationship by doing anything you say uh, without talking to Juliet about this, because if I talk to Juliet about this, then... Char's going to tell, and if Char tells, then oh no. So instead, I will just ignore my girlfriend without telling her why, um, spending a bunch of time with another girl that everybody can see and is wildly out of character, and there's rumors going around that the only reason I'm doing this is because she has big boobs. Um, you, yeah, you didn't think you didn't think we'd get away from uh, uh, talking about a bunch of boobs in the show, right? You didn't think the show was above that? Why the fuck would you? Uh, so, so for some reason, Romeo thinks that's the plan here to be horrendously and in a very sexual way, be embarrassed, uh, in front of everybody and ruin his relationship and make his girlfriend feel really, really bad just to keep a, the, the relationship a complete secret. Huh? Now, I don't know about you, Sean, mm-hmm. but that doesn't sound super healthy to me. But Rem, he's protecting Juliet's reputation. See, that's what's important. So then later, when they learn, like, oh, Romeo and Juliet, you guys are together. That's it, crazy. But wait, like, was that before or after all the stuff? Like, when he was definitely fucking Princess Char. Like, what was the time? Oh, before. Oh, so what was up with that? Do you guys have, like, a cucking thing going on? Or, oh, no, it's just, okay, that sounds horribly embarrassing. Cool. I, it's just so fucking dumb. Uh, anyway, eventually he finds out that Char is obsessed with Juliet and has a shrine built to her, and he blackmails Char and is like, aha. And it's right before they actually get to go uh, on, on their big one-month anniversary date. Uh, the episode ends right before they go on the one-month anniversary date. So I assumed, I think fairly, that... Episode four would be their one month anniversary. Episode three, all about leading up to that one month anniversary, making it a big deal, spending time together. Like it's implied, it's going to be a pretty important moment between them, right? Uh, they're finally going to have some time together alone. So episode four has nothing to do with that at all in any way. What? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> oh, but maybe they at least like talk about it or reference it. No. You can basically assume it just didn't happen. I mean, uh, I think it did in the manga, but, you know, they only had 13 episodes to work with, so. <laughs> and besides, we needed that full episode all to be about sexual embarrassment so that the weebs could get their rocks off, all right? It's, hey, their hands were tied. Oh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, episode four uh, is the episode all about Dog Girl, and Dog Girl, she's in love with Romeo, and... He tells her about his relationship. She tries to kill him and she feels real sad and angry. But then she like 
just sort of internalizes it. Okay. Also, I have another critique that's irrelevant to the plot. Okay. Um, I don't know the best way to describe this, because this might have terms, okay. but every character does the same two things that feels appropriate for, like, some characters, but not every character. One is, uh, is sticking your tongue out, doing a little, like, blep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, once again, for some characters, it makes a little bit of sense, especially if, like, you're teasing others. But then sometimes it just, like, casually happens. Sometimes, like, not very teasy characters are doing it. So it feels a little weird. The other one is the little, like, canine tooth sticking out, little sharp tooth, being like their only tooth sticking right out of their mouth, right? Being like, ah, oh, look how cute and feral they are they are i don't I, I i never understood what it's going for but it's very common i mean yeah that's a it's a common those are both common expressions but once like, again normally it's like oh common for like these specific characters like that's what yeah. we're gonna give to these characters to give them usually like the tooth one is like a little bit more of a childish character right um either that or or like a very like um childish mischievous uh rambunctious yeah feral in a lot of ways yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, it just gives it to all of them. Just everybody at some point or another gets that. It just seems like a weird creative decision. I don't understand this show. I don't like this show. Uh, I I don't understand why the show feels the need for pepper spray box cutters and a suicide pact. I don't think that these things... Also, at one point, I didn't even mention this. At one point, Juliet straight up does leave Romeo to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you might think that there's some, like, resolution to that in any way. It's not really played for laughs, but it's also not played for drama. It's just kind of a thing that happens. They're on a boat late at night. He falls off, right? And he's like, and she starts rowing away. And he's like, no, you can't row away. I, I can't swim. And she's like, later, bitch. And that's the scene. Like, they even bring up later, it's like, hey, it's important. He cannot swim. So what the fuck? That's not a good relationship. Well, you don't you think a little uh uh quote unquote, a little bit of manslaughter, a little bit of uh semi-intentional homicide doesn't really add spice to the relationship, Rem? Look here, it makes the men appreciate you more if they think they'll die at any moment. Makes them appreciate what they have. Uh I mean, okay, Rem, you gotta be careful when you joke like that, because there are people <laughs> out there. Uh, who might agree with you on that. This show is a terrible romance, uh, a really bad comedy except for the Iron Claw. Um, the dog is cute, but there's not enough of it. Dialogue is usually trash. The concept, and oddly, I'm, I'm gonna say, like, most of the pacing of the show is pretty decent. It's just that the everything else is trash. <laughs> so you're saying that the the little nice things here can't uh, compensate for the literally everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you could get a different script writer and you could rewrite this show into something good. It would take a lot of work and it would be like basically a new show, but it's doable. It's doable. Um, but good God, <laughs> what a mess. So yeah, I'd yeah. rate it around a four, maybe a 4.5 if I'm feeling generous, but that... Like, in my heart, I feel like it's a three. (laughs) It's just, like, the small things that I recognize it does okay that bump it up slightly. Well, let me tell you this from uh, the perspective of someone who literally, like, I cannot emphasize 
One, it does not take me long to read manga. I'll I'll put that what, out Whatever there you say, well. Sean. I understand you love this show. Rem, I've heard it's your favorite. There. Don't go there with me, Rem, right now. Because uh, I went on a massive um, romance manga binge for about a two-week period. I uh, won't get into the reasons why. <laughs> uh, let's just say it was a coping mechanism. And uh, this happened to be one of the ones I blitzed through because it was... Like, it, it was easy to read through. It was only, like, 100-something chapters. That's nothing. And I blitzed through it, and by the end, I was like, huh, so they're not... I'll tell you right now, Rem. Uh, they abandon a lot of the weird fucked-up stuff and just tell us a random story, and you guessed it, uh, they don't die at the end, so it's nothing like Romeo and Juliet at all. And, you know, uh, literally the only thing they have in common is, like, the quote-unquote star-crossed lovers and the names. That's basically it. But hear me out. Hear me out, Sean. I'm going to script doctor this and fix it with with just one change, right? That admittedly, it's a changing episode one, so it will reverberate through the rest of the show. But it's basically, I'm going to change one detail and say, you guys figure out the rest. Uh, in At the end of episode one, right, they're fighting with swords. Presumably, yes. real swords. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, they're, they're fighting with the real swords, not holding back, right? Right. I want the moment that Romeo confesses his love is the same moment Juliet pierces through his fucking heart. I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> and then you get like her like, oh, fuck, what? What the fuck? What do you mean? What do you mean? She asks for clarification, but obviously she doesn't get any because he's fucking dead now. And <laughs> and, and she could try to explain it to others like, oh, he, he, he loved me. And people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's insane. Uh, and it could just be her descent into madness, turning into maybe a murder mystery, trying to avoid getting caught. Uh, it could be neat. Uh, I think you got a little bit of, of uh, your Lady Macbeth in the Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh, it'd be so much better, though. I just... Sean, I don't know if you know this about me. Mm. I like it when shows get a little bit fucked up. But when it's, like, intentional. Not when there's a random box cutter that shouldn't be there. <laughs> I, I mean, I... I, I like when things... In a bad situation, I like when but, things you know. are fucked up. I don't like walking in to, like, uh, walking into a nursery and seeing a box cutter randomly there, I'm like, oh, that that should not be there, and it's very concerning that it is. And then you're like, oh, right. it's it, don't worry, it, it don't don't worry, it, it's never going to be brought up again. I'm like, I feel like maybe it should, maybe we need to have a conversation about it though. Like, I it's don't know much, if it's better that it's never brought up again. It's very much like that. Oh God, was it a Vine or a TikTok? I'm so I'm so out of touch. Uh, what year? That... What year did you see it? That's the thing. It's been around for a while, and it's, con it's still referenced to this day. It's it's the one where it's like, oh, what do you got there? A knife. Ah, <laughs> uh, great one. Uh, great uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that one came out like in the crossing over period, and I can't remember which came first. It's an old classic. Yeah, but that that's that's the kind of vibe I get with uh, scenes like that in this series. Also, what what I love is to relive it. All I googled was a knife. It's yep. the number one result. Ah, perfect. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> is it a TikTok or is it a Vine? Or neither? That's, that's a good question. I just see it on, on YouTube first up, but... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Either way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Rem. Uh, if you had to guess, what do you think the battle score for this show is? Oh, God. I, I've i been hit or miss the past couple weeks. Yeah? I Come on, man. The Weep's gotta know it's trash, right? They <laughs> gotta! Seven point... I, I I keep bringing myself down from what I'm going to say because I'm like, I can't justify these higher numbers. 7.18. 7.18. Uh, 
Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Rem. I'm gonna lose my shit. Uh, with a hundred. Oh, it's gonna be like seven point seven two. Uh, uh, Kishuku Gakuo no Juliet is sitting uh nice and pretty with a seven point four five. Oh, still higher than he should be. Much higher. Much much higher. Uh, there are a lot of very vocal people who heavily dislike this show, but a lot of people are like, oh, I think it's sweet, is a lot of the responses. And of all the email requests we got for it, which we did get a few, uh, a lot of them were like, I'm curious to see how he reacts to this. Here, here's the thing. Be connected. I will argue it, the the characters, both like protagonists romantically, but also side characters, do overall have above average chemistry for anime. I don't think that it's good, but I think it's above average relative to other anime. And who knows, maybe uh, the uh, whole story as a whole for a lot of people uh, hits a bit better. As somebody who's read the whole story, I don't think so. <laughs> but a lot of other people seem to. Oh, goodness. But yeah, Rem, uh, this isn't quite what I had in mind when I said, oh, I found a, a Shakespeare-style uh, show, you know, a show based on Shakespeare's work, and that'll obviously make Rem happy. So you know, I thought, you know, when I set out to find a show like that, this was the first one that came to mind, and uh, I'm sorry, Rem. I'm sorry that I put you through this, but at the same time, it is kind of hilarious uh, what just happened. <laughs> Woo! Oh, uh, so I suppose the final question I have to ask you there, Rem, is there any chance you'd want to watch a little bit more of that uh, boarding school, Juliet, with me? I'd really rather not, Sean! Don't you want to see how it ends? Don't you want to know if they get together in the end or not? <laughs> Sean, in the words of the great bard himself, Hey, fuck this shit, Yooks! And that's the punchline we're going out on. (laughs) (sighs) God damn it. Well, if you made it this far, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy Rem being uh, bamboozled yet again by something that he could potentially like but ultimately hates then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. They mean the world to us, and we do read every single one. And if that is not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where you can watch myself, Remington, and Dylan play video games exceedingly poorly. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? As always, we... Fuck. Ah! <laughs> We've only been doing this for nearly five years, man. Come on now. <laughs> uh, just wait for the the five-year anniversary coming up, where after that, you get to start reading the Patreon names. Uh, oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we we want to show our appreciation for our magical girls, as well as our bland bitch protagonists, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to the Yandere waifus who are taking out a sword, and oh god, I hope that's just a replica. And on that list, we have Drunk Quetzalcoatl for Anime Out of Context Mascot, says Miska Miska, er- earnestly expecting praise and reward. Zombie Stomp. Zhao Sheng Hao Zhongwo Jazai Wai Oh Bing Chilling. Xanax, y'all just found out I- I'm having a baby. Uh, I need names. Uh, what what about one uh, 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 Dylan Kreider? Uh, <laughs> Yandere Mecha-O, uh, winter is coming with new White Swords announcements soon, are you ready? Why Shown, Why Sean? Huvo, what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. Walk me out gently, way to shell, Trenton Farrell, totally God's angel, Titan CNH, thou may ingest a satchel full of Richards. The Susley Nader, the Big Bean, Turban, 
Tainted Venom, Syrup the Turtle, Support Group for Sexually Harassed Deities, Stop Sexualizing Big Fat Honking Jiggly Dump Truck Mommy Milkers, Spiceitis, Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict Who Doesn't Need Help, Just More Manga to Read and Anime to Watch, Sean Punish Rem for Shitting on Angel Beats and Make Him Watch Testament of the Sister New Devil. Sean's crater ass is getting bigger by the day, Jeers Miska, even with much concern. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sean, I hate that. <laughs> Sean, read this. Oh, okay, I, Sean, have an STD thanks to my job as a milf hunter. Uh, I, Sean, <laughs> last I don't go. think that's a real occupation. <laughs> Uh, well, you'd know better than anybody. Hey, I, I don't know whether you get paid for it. Uh, Sean had a last that could go all night, but he got out of breath when he had to blow her up. Uh, Sean and Rem play Persona together. Please, says Misaka. That's like a billion hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. Each game is only averages between 70 to 90. That's so. too many. Seth Senju, Salty Pretzel, Ross Angel Palmer, Rimuru has massive omnipotent stealth vibes for all the goblins, Rhiannon Williams, revisit Yuri on Ice and I'll share my pictures of my super fluffy white puppy, Rem loves Sean's dice, Remington Normie Weeb General, please, please, please review High Score Girl, Pirate Wing, Pacoel Musico, Other McNormal, on the count of three, release the Holy Hand Grenade, not a podcast episode recommendation, but make Rem watch The Spider and the Tulip, a cute 15 minute movie. No Ifu, no Ifu, Nitsaira, Nick Harvey, my dear John, the war on the Church of Trent is not going as planned. Dockies are no longer crusty, all looks to be lost. Mikaika Seven Hierato, Mexican Gone Freaks, Levi Bowles, Let's Eiffel Tower, Brennan's Grandma. Leave Denji and Pochita out of harm's way, Sean. Kylo, Keegan Talbot, Cassidy, Karma Chaos, just quit my job. Goodbye, Patreon, XOXO, let's depress not retail worker. Hey, man, getting out of retail work, that's always uh, a win. Uh, Juan Joritos, Josh DePanier, Jax, Janine, Jamhands, I've had nightmares like this, says Miska. It's Sean, not Sean or Sean. Isekai Rem into Kirito's harem and force him to act like uh, Misaka. If we got a couple more Misakas, we could play five-on-five five basketball, says Miska, surveying the Patreon list. Uh, if it looks good, it tastes better, says Miska, as she thinks back when Tide Pods were blue and orange. If I gift you a copy of Yakuza Zero, will you play it on stream? I don't know what to put here, so here's the rhyme I was named after. Mayor Z-Dotes and Do-Z-Dotes and Lamb Z-Divy, a kid. Uh, I want Rem to ruin Darling and Franks for me. I, Remington, am simply one in an infinitesimal amount of creations in the universe from the imagination of a high school girl. I, Rem, love to rest my head on my dear old mom's voluptuous ass. Good God. I don't know what to put here. Hunter Davies. Hey, Sean, are you an angel? Because I want to give you a beating. Help me, Step Bro, Sean. I'm stuck in Garfield cart. Uh, Half Soul will sell for Cheetos Seichan Season 2. Soul is slightly tarnished, but redemption might be possible with hard work and dedication. Uh, Hanakawa. Uh, Hachiroku. Going down on Sean's grandma. Uh, Glenn God. Michael Dolan furred the guy man or something. Uh, Farmer Weeb just wants to remind people of the two upcoming holidays of Valentine's Day and Docky Marchura. Uh, and, and the anniversary of the podcast. Uh, Fantide, Dylan Hayden, Duck, Drink Angel Milk to prevent wobbly bones. Not a conspiracy. Does listening to Rem rip my favorite anime and enjoying it make me a masochist? Uh, Daddy Rem, tell me a bedtime story. Uh, Cubics Robots for Everyone is my favorite anime. Creed 13, Cheese Monkey, Chainsaw Man, or We Riot, Rock Hard for Geodudes, Bree Loves Cheese, Black Star, uh, Big Blue Bear Boy, Bad Anime Idea, an anime where girls respect their guy friends and don't hit them when anything outside their control happens. I, I know, crazy. Uh, you would wonder why that isn't accepted more. Uh, uh, it does happen. There are quite a few modern ones that uh, have like completely abandoned that trope, thankfully. I don't know. Have you, have you heard of one called Boarding School Juliet? Because that one has a lot of, a lot of violence. Uh, Angle Angel, Angle Angel, Andrew Sinclair, and the Angel Michael said to the farmer, fuck your wee, fuck your wallet, I love those goddamn birds. Uh, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, AG Tunnels, flopping like a sloppy helicopter. Uh, AJ Honey, 
a daze, Aaron Hegland, and now we go to the Boy Wizard tier where you get the task you avoided by writing a Patreon name. Chris, you get planning your fiance's B-Day, and at the Boy Wizard tier, everybody will be assigned a Shakespeare play. Uh, I expect one-person performances of this play by next week. Good luck. Jesus. Uh, Jesus, that's harsh. <laughs> Zachary Shrew. And I know for a fact one of our patrons is a theater teacher, so, like, they're probably... Hey, I think they can do it then. Uh, Zachary <laughs> Shirley is back, baby. You get a Midsummer Night's Dream. Warning, you're 799 episodes away. You get Hamlet. Vincent Calabrese, you get Romeo and Juliet. The Fitness Grand Pacer Test is a multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues. Students, uh, you get Macbeth. The Brown Mamba is back after being abducted to Leighton, Utah for two years. You get Twelfth Night. Uh, sorry, last Patreon was supposed to be lyrics from Circus for a Psycho. Also, Rem, there's no more enthusiasm when you read the Patreon. Proof, uh, you get As You Like It. Uh, Shimaris, you get Much Ado About Nothing. Sarah Bernowski, you are going to get The Tempest. Roskop, you get The Comedy of Errors. Robert Atchison, you are going to get Julius Caesar. Rem, would you rather have a Sword Art Online or Attack on Titan revisit? Pick one. Uh, you are going to get The Taming of the Shrew. Podlore, Sam came from a gotcha machine after Rem and Sean cuddled vigorously for many hours. Uh, you get Othello. OMG, Sean, body pillow lover, killed Kenny. Uh, you are going to get King Lear. Oh, Sean, real quick before I get forget, we're watching Clandid next week, right? Uh, you are getting The Winter's Tale. My Afro Ate My Dog, you get Richard III. Mike Got His Overlord Review, you get The Merry Wives of Windsor. Miguel De Leon, you are going to get Love's Labor's Lost. Massimo Martelli, you are going to get uh, Henry V. Latino saw Denji erase Rem's bloodline with kicks. You get Measure for Measure. Jack Wagon says uh, Shy's Sweet Home or Cheese Sweet Home. I don't know for sure. Uh, you are going to get The Merchant of Venice. It should have been it's the... It's I'm pretty sure. Sure. Why not? It should have been the other Nakato. Uh, you are going to get uh, The Two Gentlemen of Verona. I, Remington, wonder, am I Kirito or am I really just Klein wanting bitches to hop on this big dick? Uh, you are going to get Anthony and Cleopatra. If you don't watch Hiller Girl, an angel beats up Penguin Up. Also, I, Rem, am still a girl. You are going to get Henry IV, Part 1. Uh, I, Rem, say that Sean's grandma is an angel in bed. I can't hold it back anymore. You are going to get Pericles, Prince of Tyre. Uh, I should fuck my non-existent sister. Change my mind. You are going to get uh, Cymbeline. Hellorex, you are going to get All's Well That Ends Well. Go ahead, call the cops who own science voices. They're getting louder. Please send help. You're going to get Richard II. Darth Pikachu wants a Nyankoi review. You are going to get Coriolanus. Cryptid Milf humbly requests your consideration of reviewing Inuyasha for Valentine's Day. Uh, you are going to get King John. Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes. Uh, you get Henry IV Part Two. Carver 271. You are going to get... Uh, uh, you'll, you'll get Troilus and Cressida. Brian Audit, you are going to get Timon of Athens. But what about Pumbaa of Athens? Uh, Beethoven 1201. <laughs> Don't worry just... about it. Don't worry about it. Beethoven 1201, you're going to get uh, the two noble kinsmen. Because of my poor preparation for the 12 days of Christmas, I rem ask Sean to show me redo of healer. Uh, you are going to get Edward III. Uh, Arid Angel, you are going to get Arden of Faversham. Animated Z, you're going to get Venus and Adonis. A boy who will save anyone, even if they're not a good person, or even alive, even if it co this costs them his life uh, time to do it. You are going to get The Spanish Tragedy. I don't know if I said Animated Z, so just in case. Animated Z, you're going to get Sir Thomas More. Um, and 38 weeks until Anime Bonsai as of January 20th, says All Father excitedly. You will get all of the sonnets. You just get all of them.
and now we move on to, uh, of course, the the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where Sean is going to to speak a line from one of Shakespeare's great plays, uh, and and I will uh, I will interpret it for you uh, and say exactly what it means. Literally, no frills. We start with. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm using my hand while I'm thinking of you. I mean, that already feels like Shakespeare as it is. Uh, truly, truly. In, in uh, Sonnet 42, I think. Yeah. Okay. Shakespeare lines. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go with... We know what we are, but not what may we may be. Uh, and what that means, very literally, is, uh, it, it is the destruction of the self. Destroy that ego. Do drugs. All right. Uh, next up, we have Raftalia as my anime wife who has returned. Uh, sweet are the uses ad- of adversity, which, like the toad, ugly and venomous, wears yet a precious jewel in his head. Uh, toads are sweet and also worth a lot of money. Uh, next up, we got Magic Ice Ball. Uh, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. I don't know, man. I heard the word win, and I think I think you're going to win if you gamble it all on red this weekend. Next up, we have Hermione Pegs, Harry, and Ron. Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. Uh, you need to, if you're wearing a crown to bed, you need a good pillow that's comfortable for it. You got to adjust a bit, but you'll find a position. It'll be all right. Uh, my dear old mum. How far that little candle throws its beams, so shines a good deed in a naughty world. If you see someone doing something good, Throw a candle at them. They'll love it. <laughs> Next up, uh, we got David Norstead. Uh, I wasted time and now doth wa- time waste me. Uh, go to your bar and be like, hey, I'll have one of the time, please. And then you'll get fucking wasted. Uh, next up, we have Brebin. Uh, sweet mercy is nobility's true badge. Save your friend and then pin them onto your lapel like a badge. <laughs> next up we got blood cell still waiting for the next anime game for rem to play um uh expectation is the root of all heartache lower your expectations just listen to that bo burnham song a few times that should fix the problem uh last but not least we got blake uh give sorrow words the grief that does not speak knits up our rot heart and bids its break it's okay to cry man uh, thank you all for <laughs> tuning in. Uh, if you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. And if any of those are misquotes, blame the first site that shows up on Google. <laughs> um, once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Oh, oh, mommy, I will be your slave. Oh, yeah. I am still attractive in, in when I wear drag? Because it is fundamentally detrimental to a healthy relationship to allow any communication or openness or moments of intimacy in public. It must be hidden. It must be a secret. Those teenagers be fucking. <laughs> and it's making me a little horny. Hey, if there's one thing that Shakespeare and anime have in common, it's that, man, they love to have teenagers be fucking.
today we're going to be talking about our good old pal, Bill Hitler. Would you have ever expected uh, the folks over in Japan to make an anime that was uh, heavily based around uh, some of uh, William's works? I guess it makes sense. I just don't know what to expect. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Randy, baby. Hey, fuck this shit, Yooks! <laughs>